0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe. All right, well, we're going to pick up with our second half of our sermon from this morning. Uh, Blair mentioned to me as we got in the car, she said, you kind of just kind of slammed on the brakes halfway through your sermon this morning, and I apologize for that. I had been battling a migraine and some different things all weekend, and and still don't feel a hundred percent. And at that point during the sermon, that was that was all the energy that I had left, uh, and and it was just it was time for me to just stop and catch my breath again. And so, luckily, we have this opportunity to finish it tonight. But this morning, we this morning we we got back into our second, or we started our second lesson in this Raise to Life, and we talked about the idea of where we've been wrong in this teaching of baptism. And and as I said this morning, I really think that instead of saying the phrase, where we've been wrong, I wish I had titled it on this slide, where we maybe need to be a little more mindful or where we need to pay attention, because one of the things that we have done is we have picked a fight with faith. And, and we talked about the idea that many times we separate faith from baptism. We make it about something that we do, not something that we, not a response to our true belief. But uh, Paul says in Galatians 3, verses 26 and 27, he says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. And so he makes this connection that faith and baptism go hand in hand. They're not separated from each other. And we talked a little bit about that this morning. We talked about this indirectly this morning, but I want to put a little more emphasis on it. I think the second thing, and this picks us right back up into our our sermon, I think the second thing that we need to be mindful of and we need to pay attention to is making sure that we're not putting the focus on me, that we're not putting the focus on me or, or on ourselves. I want to Turn your attention to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. We're all familiar with this passage. Uh, let's read it together. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Now, if you were to do some underlining here, I would I would encourage you to underline some some specifics here i would encourage you to underline the the words jesus okay the words jesus his and him and if you look through this passage you see over and over that the emphasis the focus on baptism is on what jesus did is on what jesus did and you don't get you, you don't it's not until the end that you get to where we come into the into this verse and the conclusion that all of this has happened. Jesus did all of this so that we may live a new life. But it's not about anything that we do. It's not about something that we do to save ourselves necessarily. We have gotten, let's let's kind of talk about our traditions again for a moment in the way that we talk about things and the way we say things. We have things like the gospel plan of salvation, the five steps of salvation, the order of worship, we have things laid out in a way that uh, very easily lends itself to a checkbox Christian mentality. I've done this, I've got this right, I've done that right, I've done this step, this step, this step, now I'm baptized, now I'm saved, I've worshiped this, 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 and this, I've got this checked off, everything's great and good. And, and I don't think that that's the best way for us to live our Christian walk. And I think the reason that we've done that, though, is because in many ways in our, in our fellowship, we've been Uzzah to death. Do you remember who Uzzah was? Uzzah was the guy that is, they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. They've got the Ark on the back of a, um, the back of a trailer, basically, that's being pulled by, by these donkeys or these mules, and they hit a rock, and this, uh, this Ark of the Covenant begins to tip over. And Uzzah reaches up and and tries to steady the ark so it won't fall. Now, was there anything wrong in his heart? No, there wasn't anything wrong in his heart. He was trying to save the ark from falling off. But in that moment, because he did that, he was struck dead. Why? Because he was not obedient to what the law said. The law said there was a certain way to move the ark. There was a procedure. There was a protocol. And if you didn't do it, you were doing it the wrong way. And because of that, he was struck dead. And what I say with the idea we've been us at the death is within our fellowship, I believe if we're not careful, we we create this at, this atmosphere that if you don't do everything right, then you're going to be struck down. There's not room for a lot of grace. And so steps and procedures and orders help us make sense of what to do and what not to do. Okay? Paul says this, and this is what I think is very interesting and intriguing. He says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now, that doesn't fit into any of our, our checklist, and it's hard to determine what exactly carrying each other's burden looks like, but he says true Christianity is, is not about checklist. It's not about the as a factor. It's about living a certain lifestyle, and to tie that back into what we're talking about today we need to be careful that we don't make our baptism, that we don't make our salvation about something that we have done. We need to understand that the focus has to be and must always be on the workings of Jesus. Because if we're just focused on the outward, as we talked about from 1 Peter, if we just focus on the outward ritual, then we're just whopping away dirt, and we're not really being saved. So let's be careful not to make it about me. Now, the last idea here okay the last idea here and and this is kind of like part two of this morning it, the, the, the thoughts are maybe going to be a little bit shorter than they normally would since it's the back end of this lesson but the third thing I think we've been wrong in and maybe this is a true we have been wrong in this way is teaching that baptism is the end teaching that baptism is the end. let's go back to the the plan of salvation. Hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized. It fits all perfectly on one hand. That's why I think we teach it that way, because it fits on that one hand. It makes a pretty stair step. But baptism is not the end. Baptism is the beginning of our walk with God. But I think that we have been guilty in the churches of Christ of teaching baptism in a way that once you're baptized, you're done. Okay, you, 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 you've reached the pinnacle. You've done what you need to do. Just as long as you come to church, you'll be okay. We throw people in the deep end of their faith, and we say either you sink or swim, you know, but I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 28. I don't have this on the on the screen, but Matthew chapter 28, and I want to make some points about how we can be more mindful of this idea here. Starting in verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to a mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, These are the final words of Jesus. Okay, This is the way that we are to be living our lives as Christians an important verse on this teaching of baptism. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. The first thing I want to point out here is we are not sent to make Christians. Okay, Christians is a word that the world gave to um, the Christ followers. Jesus said, you need to go make disciples. You need to go make people who are going to give up everything in their life and follow me. And there's a a certain personal way that you do that. Making disciples doesn't happen in the church pew, okay? You know why I know it doesn't happen in the church pew? That wasn't the original plan? Because church pews didn't exist when Jesus said this. His idea of discipleship was hands-on helping people grow in a personal way that you baptize them and then you help them grow in their faith and help them mature. And he says that the first step in this is baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now, you have all heard me talk about my my passion for discipleship making, for disciple making and, and discipleship program and, and, and trying to encourage people in that way because this is God's plan. God says, you go and you make disciples and you do that by baptizing them and teaching them all the things that I've commanded. And then in return, what happens in the cycle is then once you become a disciple, you then go out and you start making more disciples. You bring people to Christ. And what we've done with this teaching on baptism is baptism is the end. You get baptized and you start coming to church, and you're just going to be fed everything you need. The preacher's going to take care of you. The teachers are going to take care of you. There's not a whole lot of responsibility for you after you become a Christian and after you're baptized. Honestly, that is what we have taught. Whether we will admit it or not, that is how our actions have spoken on this subject for generation after generation after generation. And honestly and biblically, it's just wrong. Discipleship making is the core of what Christianity, according to Jesus, is supposed to be about. And the first step in that process is baptizing people. They have to become a Christian or how they have to be saved rather. Let's use that terminology. They have to be saved. They have to be born again believers to begin this process. But then the process is once they become a disciple, they then grow to the point that they're able to produce other disciples. And we are not doing that. We're not doing that. And and you, you most of the time, You do what you want to do. Okay, That's one of my favorite sayings. You do what you want to do. If you want to be a disciple and you want to baptize people and you want to help this church grow, then you're going to be about that and you're going to do those things. And if you don't do it, it's just simply because you don't want to. I don't want us to be a church full of don't want to people. I don't want us to be a church of people who don't care about discipleship, who don't care about this true teaching, this true message of salvation and sharing it with our community. We need to be mindful of this and not be guilty of being a church that says baptism is the end of your journey, just go to church after that. No, baptism is the beginning of discipleship, and discipleship leads to discipleship, which leads to disciples, which leads to disciples. If we want to grow, if we want to have true biblical growth in this church, we will become a church family that produces disciples, not just Christians. And I want to be careful with that because I don't want you to think that I I don't believe that the word Christian is is a biblical word. I do, but Jesus calls us to discipleship, not to just church-pew Christianity. And like I said, I believe we've been guilty of teaching that in many, many ways. So. That kind of brings us to the end of this particular sermon today. Uh, I want you to know that over the next couple of weeks, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to have two more sermons on this particular topic. And then uh, that third week, we're going to have a very special Sunday in which we pray for our church family. We honor our eldership. uh, We try to encourage our elders. uh, We try to build them up and lift them up, and, and we just try to create a very positive atmosphere that particular Sunday. So be thinking about that. I'll have more information coming out this week about that particular day. But listen, like I said earlier today, I want to reemphasize it. I know some of you are probably thinking about this subject, trying to, to decide if this is a decision that you want to make. I want you to know that our doors are always open if you want to become a child of God. Some of my favorite memories are 10, 30, 11, 30. I think I've even had a two o'clock baptism at one point when I was a youth minister. If you want to make this decision, pick up your phone, call me, call the office during the day. We will see to it that you are made a child of God, and we want you to know that that is what we want for you in your life. Let's go to God in prayer, and then the lesson will be yours. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to be with each other uh, even online tonight, but to be engaging in the Spirit. God, I thank you for the excitement of today. I thank you for the good news of today. I pray for um, the opportunity for great growth in our church family that we that we refocus on you and and put the challenges of the past six months behind us and focus on newness, focus on renewal, God. May we do so in a way that brings us closer to you and saves those around us. Thank you for this study today, God. May it uh, encourage us, lift us up, and draw us closer to you. We thank you so much for Jesus and his sacrifice. We thank you for his love. We thank you for his willingness to die for our sins. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. There is a God. If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcast, or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at twenty.